Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host, Angie Fernot. With me, as always, is adventuring bookkeeper, Chris Randazzo. You guys are butt faces. The queen of all nomies, Karen Randazzo. Grappling hook! And the greatest uncle of oddities, Evan Goldstein. My wisdom is both a blessing and a curse. Oh, you took the line. I love you, honey. <laughs> this is episode number 222 for the week of January the... Oh, I forgot to check that. 8th? 9th? Yeah, we'll say Yeah, first week in January. Happy 2021, everybody. 2020 was a dumpster fire. Don't have high expectations. This month, it was my pick. I chose Gravity Falls Season 1, Episode 1, Taurus Trapped. However, before we get into that, and we must, this is your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. What are you watching? Are you watching anything new? Are you watching anything old? What do you like? What do you not like? Tell us what you want us to watch. We like hearing from you, so please... Please, reach out. Let us know you're there. So, guys, what are we watching this month? Stuff, and lots of it. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Okay, so I know that there are some things we definitely got to cover. Uh, <laughs> so I'm very do, excited so, about. So, does, does does Karen and Angela get to go first? Because they're both going to talk about Or do Chris and I get to go first? Because we'll be talking about something else. I just wanted together. to put it out there. I love this chaos. Like, I need it to just be, look, I can't do dates. Like, talking is hard today. So, have at it, guys. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Okay, well, um, uh, let's see. Um, what I'm trying to th- like run down the list of things since the last time we spoke. I didn't keep very good notes because it's been the holidays and I haven't just been, you know, in a weird haze. Um, <laughs> There's a couple of things we were watching with the kids. Oh, so we finished season three of Korra. Nice. Um, which was really fun to watch with everybody else and see Karen get really into it uh, because, you know, that's the whole you find out what Zaheer is actually after, and then, like, her and the chains and that whole thing, and the real subtle introduction of Kuvira, like, right at the end of the last, like, episode and a half, just, like, that mention her by name is just, okay, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, the, the kids are super into it and whatnot. And it's, and it's Spoiler cool. alert, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so cool. And <laughs> she, she, she uh, said to me earlier that she's, like, way more interested in watching Avatar now, which makes me so happy because as much as I love Korra, Avatar is just the better show. And yeah. this worked exactly as I hoped it would because Avatar is, by nature, a more childish show, which is not really her cup of tea. But having been invested in the world and seeing how it works, I think she'll get, be able to get over the in- inherent childish nature of it more uh, and connect with uh, how, you know, all the emotional resonance and whatnot. Cause I just, I just can't wait for her to know characters like uh, Azula and whatnot. <laughs> yes. And get a taste of what Iroh is really like. Cause God, every time he shows up in core, I'm just like, just shut up. 
shut up you are not iroh this is not okay like you're trying to give this sage advice and like it doesn't no you sound like a fortune cookie stop it (laughs) just just stop it um geez what else have we been watching with the kids besides like a crap ton of peppa pig Oh, right. I showed them the first episode of Invader Zim. Uh, they really enjoyed that. I think we showed them more than a, a couple. Yeah, because over the holidays, right, we showed them uh, the most horrible Xmas ever, and they thought that was cool, and I showed them Zim Eats Waffles, and your Invader Zim episodes on Plex are completely insane, because they're like, they say they're one episode, and then you fire it up, and it's a totally different episode. So I don't know what's going on there. I whip out my old, whip out my old DVDs, and that was just fine. But uh, and then the other day we showed them my favorite was just the first episode because it just has it has so many great jokes in it. Like the would they they land on the planet and. Gurr is surveying as they're landing, and then Zim jumps out and says, Gurr, what did you see? I saw a squirrel. He would do it like this. <laughs> brilliant brilliant oh we're really enjoying that show and it, and it kind of segued into this other game little inferno but i'll talk about that on my video game podcast but um similar sense of humor podcast <laughs> oh good times uh so yeah we've been watching that with the kids and i mean not for nothing as far as like you know direct to watch with the kids peppa pig has these occasional bits of genuine for parents hilarity I identify really? with Daddy Pig like quite quite a lot. Like he's a you know, <laughs> what's the because the, they keep watching the same damn episodes over and over again. And there's one where they're in a um uh, where Peppa gets hurt or something, and they take an X-ray, and she's like, "What's an X-ray?" And you, ex- you know, just just the way the show goes because they're like, "Oh, what is this? Oh, well, that is blah blah blah." And then Daddy Pig just jumps into this like super technical explanation, <laughs> like with all. All the big sciencey words. I don't even remember what they all are. He just jumps right into it, and then the nurse immediately like steps on him and says, "It's magic." <laughs> so and he just gets this. this look on his face. And it's it, it's. I mean, obviously, it's not a show that an adult would ever want to watch on their own. But I just love that occasionally they throw the adults these bones of just like, yeah, no, we get it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Enjoy. Aww. <clears throat> at least oh, they're man. catering a little bit to parents because they know like because i don't know anything <laughs> yeah. about that show it's gonna be on consistently forever yeah well, uh, yeah that's the thing like, like the, they will just like zone out and watch the watch that show for for ages and it's it's not completely vapid it's it's not coco melon or any of that other random garbage that they tend to pick up <laughs> on netflix it's like you know it, it's not super educational but it's like it's kind of fun but it is occasionally peppered with these adorable jokes that are aimed squarely at the parents. Like, you know, they go to a circus and uh, one of the people says some, like, misogynistic comment to Mommy Pig. And then she's just like, all right, shit's on. <laughs> like, she gets in there and starts getting super competitive. And it's like, the kids don't even recognize what's happening right there. <laughs> but you know, we do. It's, it's, it's fun. That's a neat little thing. Nice. Oh my goodness, my eyes itch. Uh, all right, what the heck else? I'm because obviously the big one's Cobra Kai, but I know there's other stuff. Um, 
Really? Because uh, I think we were like grasping at straws. Well, we watched Which, that 2020 thing. That was we pretty amusing. We watched the Death to 2020 special on Netflix. Yeah, How was that? Because I keep looking at it and then I just never click on it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right? Like, we, laughed. Kind of like, we laughed this, a good bit. This could probably be awful, but then we watched the little teeny trailer and we're like, oh, okay, sure, why not? And we did. And it was, it was pretty funny. Okay. It wasn't like the most amazing thing in the world, but... Uh, it was it was a pretty entertaining uh, little bit. I, I laughed. There were definitely bits of it that made me laugh uh, laugh pretty hard. And was it a sorrowful was nice. laughter? Like, oh yeah, we went through that. Ha ha ha. Or was it? Well, it's it's yeah, like it, bit of both. Yeah, because <laughs> it's presented as like a fake fakeish documentary on 2020. So it's okay. like, oh, what is it? So Hugh it's a Grant, mockumentary. Who's like hardly yeah like a mockumentary okay hugh grant is like hardly recognizable as hugh grant uh you know until he starts talking but he's like this hilarious historian type dude and then like as the thing goes on you find out more and more how awful of a person he is <laughs> it's, it's it was good it was it was uh, it was pretty solid entertainment nice. um but obviously you know new year's turned around and it was it was just all about all right let's let's get started on cobra kai season three i am i am jazzed out of my mind for it now we are not done it yet how far are you uh we just left okinawa ah okay so that's where i'm at that's uh, that's episode five one episode after they come back where you know daniel comes back and did, did, did you get to the point where uh, she tried to do the restraining order against Crease. Uh, no, the last thing I saw was her slapping Crease. Oh, okay. At All the right. end so we're, of we're that, just, like, that's just before they come back. I assume yeah, she's we are, doing oh, the... Re- we are exactly one episode ahead of you yeah. on that. That's all. I get some of this context. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I sat down today because I, I mentioned this uh, last night, uh, Karen, to Chris and Dan before they started recording for uh, Stone Age Gamer Podcast that I wanted, I had a plan that I was going to watch some of Cobra Kai, not, not like, you know, catch all the way up because I've never actually watched the show. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to like, just watch a little bit so that I can actually talk to like Evan and Chris about this. Cause like, I, I do think that I'm going to like it. And I've, I've seen bits and pieces when Evan's watching. And then I broke the audio setup on my computer. So I had to spend hours like trying to fix that. And I was like, well, there goes that pipe dream. And then today I saw Evan watching it. And I was like, yes, I don't even care where we are in the story. <laughs> so I just like sat down and started watching. And what's funny is that she came in right at the, the episode five, which is when he goes to Okinawa. And I'm like, okay, so have you seen any of Karate Kid? No. Okay. Bad Asian dude that tried to kill that girl for some reason. And there were drums and there was a girl in the hurricane. And when that part came on right before that came, when they showed all that stuff happening with Chosen, I was like, God, Karate Kid is just so completely insane. Yes. I mean, look at this. And then they showed Chosen like gliding in on the street was ziplining in on the lantern line because that's the most epic of entrances ever part two is such a stupid movie it's like it's so stupid it's not great i like that one i enjoy it but it is just not you you put it so perfectly as you were explaining when they pull out the drums there was a thing that was two or three 
Oh, that was two. Okay, so three was when they were back, and he wanted to open the the, the bonsai shop, Ah, and we got Terry Silver. And I have thoughts on Terry Silver, but we'll get to that. (laughs) So there was a thing in... So each of the Karate Kids have a special move. The first one was the crane kick, where he was jumping on the the log thing. This one was the drum punch, which is the stupidest move in all of karate, (laughs) because it involves the opponent just... Just standing, standing there. there. As long as he's t- cool to just stand there and get the crap beat out of him, you're good to go. <laughs> okay, so out of curiosity, so there were three Karate Kid movies? There yeah, was four five. Karate Kid Technically movies. Technically four? Five, Well, right? the fifth one well, is yeah, like a... The fifth one's a totally different continuity. That's kid. That was a reboot and whatever. Right. In this continuity, I mean, they haven't mentioned anything that has anything to do with the Hillary Swank next Karate Kid, but that was... What was three? <clears throat> what was three? Yeah, so one, and then two was Okinawa. Well, I can't remember three. Three was when they went to... Uh, Daniel wanted to open up the, the little bonsai shop for Mr. Miyagi, and then uh, Terry Silver, who was Kreese's old war buddy... Uh, and apparently a super rich businessman and coked out of his freaking mind, <laughs> dedicated an obscene amount of money to trying to get back at Danny LaRusso for discrediting uh, John Kreese. And he, like, hired this guy who was, like, a martial arts expert to beat the crap out of uh, uh, the crap out of Danny and try to break him and Mr. Miyagi up. But also, they showed bits of Karate Kid 3 in season 2 of Cobra Kai when Danny mentioned that he joined Cobra Kai for a bit because I don't think that's I've what, seen that. that was in that movie where he effectively joined Cobra Kai for like a couple of days and learned to be super aggressive and then realized that's you know not a good way to be so the way I mean, Karate Kid 3 is crap <laughs> it is it is swill it is again somewhat entertaining but it is a it is so it, it, it's so, pretty much swilled, but they acknowledge it in Cobra Kai. So I don't know. Is Hillary Swank going to show up one of these days? I don't know. The, the, the great thing about Cobra Kai, and I've said this um, a number of times, is this show is way better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as I'm watching it, like, yeah, they, 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 they lace all of the, the, the movie scenes in there so it gives context for those that may not have seen the movie but when when angela and i were talking about it i'm like i don't know if you're going to actually enjoy this because it it i don't want to say it it relies heavily on nostalgia but it helps that's what you said it's a factor i mean it's definitely a factor because you don't like if you're going in and if those scenes mean nothing to you like that episode five of him, of, of, uh, what's his name? Chosen? <sighs> Chosen. Being all grim the entirety of the episode to, <laughs> at the end, go Boop him. honk. That was amazing, by the way. And that is As it's more- happening, I'm on the couch being like, do the honk, honk him, honk him, yes! <laughs> that is the, like, from the second movie. Like, oh, was yeah, it really? Like, yeah, because Daniel- Chosen challenges Danny to a fight to the death. Over that girl. Because, <laughs> because reasons. And like, then at the end, he does the whole live or die, man, live or die. And then he goes to like, yo, know, kill him or whatever. And he, he says his nose. And he learned that from Miyagi because in the beginning of the movie, it takes, the beginning of Karate Kid 2 is actually really super interesting. And they keep showing that 
in Cobra Kai because the beginning of Karate Kid 2 is right after the tournament and Johnny's in the parking lot and um, Kreese is just... He breaks his trophy and just abusing the crap out of Johnny. Mm -hmm. Just being a freaking monster for coming in second place. And um, Miyagi goes over and steps in and... Uh, basically, he doesn't even touch Crease. He just tricks him into breaking the car windows with his fists, getting him all bloodied up, and then he does the whole like you know he's gonna like he's gonna kill him thing, and then he honks his nose. That's where Danny gets that from. Um, the <laughs> fact that they made these characters Kumiko and uh, Chosen in particular, I-, I was afraid of that in season two with with Crease. Like, how do you make this? cartoon mustachioed supervillain into a character that could could exist in the somewhat real world of Cobra Kai because it still only flirts with taking place in reality. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. One of the things I love about it is that it refuses to take itself so seriously that it's like, no, no, this is real. It's kind of not. Like, Listen, all those jokes about Johnny really not understanding technology are like... The healing power just... of G. Snyder. <laughs> right? It's Holy just... crap, I totally forgot about that. I will never... <laughs> It it just doesn't exist on planet Earth, and that's great. But uh, yeah, the thing that bothered me about it not existing on planet Earth is that uh, all this stuff with the kids like getting hurt in the school. Yes, and, like the, the little Asian kid that got beat up, and then Dimitri got his arm broken. Mm-hmm. And the only parents who are like getting involved in this situation are Danny and Amanda. Like, well, there was a giant like, PTA where- meeting to point fingers at. No, yeah, you know. I understand that, but that was before anybody else started getting the shit beat out of them. Like, if actual, if these kids' actual parents existed and were like, like, why is my child, you know, <laughs> severely injured and put in the hospital, then Crease would have no shot because there would be an army of parents. Very but true. Clearly, I don't know where all these parents are. Well, they, they certainly uh, yeah, weren't they, at the hospital when the little girl is sitting there crying like, Mom, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't walk up the stairs. See, that was a little too much for me. That I understand that it was a traumatic scene of watching one, uh, one of the boyfriends fall, but will that make you stop walking up stairs? Because that's what it seemed like. Like well, she had an aversion to stop walking up that set of stairs because she touched the railing that broke his freaking back and it was kind of her fault, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I got that. I didn't think that was too far removed from reality, but you know, generally speaking, this is this is the game we're playing, and I'm uh, I'm okay with that. But oh, you're along back for the to ride. what I was saying is that the fact that they managed to make Chosen a somewhat believable human adult, I thought was another just piece of amazing writing on this show's behalf. Like, yeah. what do you what do you do with a character like that who was completely unhinged and like. I love the fact that he was just messing with him the whole time. Like, as soon as he introduced him, I, I was just like, I hope he's the most friendly dude ever now. I don't And then drink. he just did that super, like, harsh, like, stone face thing. I was like, all right, I'll take this because it's pretty funny. And then, like, after he did the nose hog, he was just, like, regular dude. It's like, oh, oh, this is wonderful. He was playing a long game. I love it. He's a it was a Wasn't it, like, it's a couple great. of days? <laughs> Yeah, Danny oh. getting his ass kicked it was kind of fun. Yeah, that was that was great. I was, I'm 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 just loving the season and the whole the whole bit with um, Miyagi's letter that that really that mm-hmm. that hit me in the feels real hard. Uh, that was a that was a really sweet scene and 
I don't know, man. I just, I, I just really like this show. I think it's, I think it's amazing. I can't believe how good it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's. Have it's you stuff. guys noticed anything? Being that these are the first episodes that are Netflix and not YouTube, have you noticed a difference? No. Uh, I mean, I'm not crazy about that one girl not being there anymore, and I feel like which girl? There's um, uh, Samantha's Aisha. best friend, Aisha. That's it. And they they wrote her off in like a one-off line right in the beginning, which makes total sense. That is exactly what would have happened. But the fact that we don't get to see her at all is kind of obnoxious. But because her perspective on where everything is right now is is one that I would love to see because she would definitely not be into what Cobra Kai is right now. And uh, I I just like to see how that lands. But I mean that I, I guess that would kind of undermine a lot of what they're effectively going for right now so writing her out makes a degree of sense i just hope she's not i hope she's not out of the picture forever because you know she's such a good character and all but outside of that i feel like there's it's a little bit segmented as far as like how many cast members are in each individual episode but i could just be making that up i I don't know they're covering a lot of stories though i don't speaking of changes that i don't know if i'm just making up in my head but like is it me or is the language stronger this season? I don't know. I I know it was definitely like I don't remember if they dropped any f bombs previously, but I mean I know but there like, was plenty of shit. But when they showed up at Sam's house and like all the you know Miyagi kids are like they took all the car wash money and the little Asian kid is like and they beat the fucking shit out of me. I'm like whoa, <laughs> whoa, little um, Asian dude, I, come on now. <laughs> And the thing is, like, I don't like to see kids that age use that kind of language, but um, I've taken, I I know, but I've (laughs) taken my kids to the playground where there are much older kids hanging out and I have heard them use that kind of language. So while I don't like it, it is, you know, true to where kids are at with, you know, how much they curse these days. Damn kids, get off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we love you. Oh, good stuff. Hash brown, I'm old. <laughs> Hash browns. That that whole that whole scene with the the Facebook thing where where he's talking to Miguel about the nah, I threw away my phone. I don't have Facebook anymore. You know that's on your computer, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. When, you, when note he said it was that wireless, he wrote to her the, <laughs> all caps. <laughs> What's amazing. a tag? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and like that—that—that's her. They she uh, took the pictures. I wonder if she's going to show up like in full. Uh, I hope so. I'm. I've seen articles. I haven't read them. Uh, they, it's you know she talks about her appearance on the show. So I'm like ninety eight percent sure that she does appear here at some point in time. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm I'm and thrilled. I, I, I'm over the moon. So when that scene that is at the end of episode five. Um, we were sitting at the couch and I'm like, oh, that's the bitch that started all of this down. And, and she was like, what? I'm like, okay, so she was dating him, but then turned to him and then they just started this whole war. I'm like, this is, this is a love story is what this is, a lost love story. And then started this giant feud between the two of them. And I just looked at him and I was like, I just like that actress, man. Like, yeah, she's a great actress. She was I in w- the, I wasn't that superhero. What's that? What's that? Um, she was in the boys. Boys, yeah. yeah. 
Good show. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, we obviously you know, watched some other things, but I'll leave those. I'll leave those to Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess that means it's my turn. Because before we got to Cobra Kai, there was something else that came out the same day that had me very excited, which was the Doctor Who festive special. Okay. With our beloved. What? With our beloved Captain Jack Harkness. Jack Harkness? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. I was like, how is that? A, that should be a no-brainer. There should have been no delay there at all. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. Yes. Uh, our beloved Jack is back. Um, I love him so much. <laughs> I know. So this, that was the season. So what was, was that the one? Was this a, a, a Dalek episode? Yes. Okay. Because I'm we trying see- technically the new year's special even though i don't think it even had anything to do with new year's right okay not that i remember it just came out on new year's yeah because that's what the bbc does they give us a present every year thanks bbc um it was it was great it was a good solid episode it wasn't like blow me away like some of the past like the last year's new year special was okay i didn't think but i enjoyed it um, they brought back Chris Noth's character, uh, which was super fun. And like, he, <laughs> as soon as you see what he does, you're like, of course that's what he did. Of course, if this character were to encounter a Dalek, this is exactly yeah, what would happen. One hundred percent accurate. So wait, uh, who is who is this character for those of us? Okay, so um, in the there was this episode in season twelve, I think, uh, where he played a. Uh, a Trump-esque businessman um, who had political aspirations and he owned this property um, that he was trying to cover up. It was on top of a toxic waste dump and the toxic waste dump had, I believe, infected the spiders and made them grow giant. I don't know. I couldn't watch the episode because there were a shitload of giant spiders in it and I and that's now how I roll. Um, so I, I can't remember all of the details, but basically he was just like a, you know, comic book villain and it was fantastic. And uh, so he showed up again in this, um, you know, having, you know, law, he was exposed for his, you know, all his properties being built on toxic waste dumps and, lost all his uh political capital so now he's just a businessman and he is uh they had found the shell of this dalek from the past new year special which i wish we had rewatched. if i knew they were gonna go back all that way i would have like caught myself up mm. and uh they used the shell not the creature inside to create a uh security drone Ooh. they basically oh built a robot and like put ai inside of it and they're like yeah these are gonna like keep our streets safe sounds like a cyberman yeah and then the of course there were traces of you know the the dalek you know still inside the shell life material inside the shell and apparently it can regenerate itself into a living creature this fucking dumbass scientist that that uh chris Noth's character um hired was like look i i brought it to life and cloned it <laughs> like you fucking why idiot. would you do that <laughs> and you know shit goes south but then the doctor shows up uh jack it, it's it they I wish I had gone back and seen the end of last season because there was a little, it's been like what over a year since it ended and I 
have a hard time remembering everything, but the doctor ended up in prison. What? Space prison. Yeah. And <laughs> it would see it seemed like a big deal. But then in like, I don't know, the first fifteen minutes of the special, Jack just showed up and busted her out. There you go. Like <laughs> it was you know, it was it was an impressive rescue and all that, but still, it was just like, well, why did we throw her in prison if we're just going to bust her out? Nothing happened in prison. Like Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, space loopholes prison. The only the, I, the only thing I will say about the prison thing is that uh, she was supposedly in there for 19 years, I think. Um, and she said that it gave her the time to think about all the things that happened, all the things she learned about her people and the lies that they told her at the end of last season and, you know, try to figure out who she is with all this new knowledge. So that, I guess, was good. Um, and then they uh, split up Team TARDIS oh. at the end of the episode. So there's no longer... A gaggle of companions. Okay. Uh, I was not that sad about it. I, maybe because I knew it was coming. Was it attached to any one of them in particular? So. Yeah, they did. Like they did the thing where you know they sort of give everyone a reason to possibly leave throughout the course of the episode. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, if it was a couple of years ago and everything wasn't already spoiled on social media it might have been a little cliffhangery of been like who's gonna leave who's gonna stay i don't know could be anybody could be everybody could be nobody but like the actors had already announced their departure so it's <laughs> like all tension was lost in the moment and i'm fine with the choices they made i thought it was nice the the rationale that they gave for the the people who left um yeah, worked for me too. Nice. And then they did a weird thing at the end where they put on a little tag and they were like, they just introduced this dude and like he's going to be the new companion, but like we don't know anything about him. The little scene that they showed with him didn't have anything to do with the doctor. Yeah, and like he turns like, around, like, am I supposed to know who this introducing is? Introducing this guy. And I'm like, who the oh fuck my is God, this guy? It's some dude. Steve. <laughs> Look at Steve. Wait, what? Why? Holy crap. Steve? They brought in some dude. <laughs> like introducing some dude as some dude. Like, oh, Harry. <laughs> I will say I find it a little annoying that they got rid of a, a, an older character and a character of color who had a disability and replace them with a middle-aged white guy. Yeah. Go. Two steps forward, one step back, Doctor Who. Um, but I'm I'm sure if we ever get to see season thirteen, it'll be great as usual. Um, yeah, so- I was just talking about this with Dan last night. Like, I'm enjoying it, but it's not hitting the, me the way that I had hoped it would when you know we got rid of the Moffat. You know. The highs have been highs, but all in all, there's just been this, I've had this feeling of like, this is not as good as it used to be. And it's bothering me for the same reason that the Capaldi seasons were bothering me. Because like, we just went back and watched a bunch of the Capaldi Christmas specials, like a bunch of the Christmas specials. And every Capaldi episode is just like, man, he was such a good doctor, but they gave him such crap to work with half the time. And it's the same thing with Jodie Whittaker. Man, when she is on... Like, when she gets to, like, be the doctor, she's on. She gets it. But 
I just don't think that, again, the writing isn't really living up to what we got back when the reason we love Tennant and Smith so much, you know? It's just, it's not quite there yet, and they really need to get some... They, this show deserves better talent uh, writing it, is, is all I'm saying. I would agree with that, although I am, you know, an unapologetic fangirl who loves everything the show does, no matter what. <laughs> does not well, wrong. Um, I mean, but I can ab- I admit, understand that. <laughs> I can admit objectively there are some issues. Um, and then there's the other thing I've been watching. Uh, I was very excited to start Sabrina season four, which dropped on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. but I didn't. There was something else that came out a couple days earlier so that I was also interested in. And so I, even though I didn't start watching it until after Sabrina was already out, I felt like I had to watch the thing that came out first. So I checked out Bridgerton on Netflix. What did you, what, what? Okay. Everybody I know who has watched this cannot shut up about it. <laughs> like before she gets into anything we finished the <laughs> podcast last night and i went upstairs and not only did we get the podcast done in record time for me and dan which was weird but like she was still up watching the show and so i was in the kitchen getting a snack and every couple of minutes just audibly you dumbasses <laughs> just to preface whatever she's gonna say because i really don't know much about the show either that's my experience with it going upstairs she loves this show but she keeps yelling you dumbasses and like not once it'd be a couple minutes later and like you dumbasses <laughs> um this is a this is a pretty much a thing that i do anytime i watch any sort of romance is the explanation of that. Uh, The other amusing thing to me about this is before I tell you what Bridgerton is, (laughs) my father-in-law saw it being, you know, highlighted on Netflix as a thing. (laughs) We have family in a town called Bridgeton, which he was like, they made a show about Bridgeton? Like, no, dad. Don't watch that show. It's not for you. <laughs> so I will say what Bridgerton is, is was excellently summed up by my friend Lexi. It's uh, Pride, and, uh, Pride and Prejudice with Boning. <laughs> and then I corrected her to say Pride and Prejudice with lots of boning. Oh, God. Like so, more. yeah, it's a period drama of late 1800s, I would say, um... It's all about, like, you know, wealthy debutante ladies coming out in the season and trying to find a husband. Uh, so if that's not your deal, then you can switch off now and come back later when we talk about something else. Um, it's fantastic. It's from uh, Shonda Rhimes, who's done a lot of great television, just not anything we watch. Like, she did Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and probably something else that I don't can't think of right now um but she does she does great stuff just nothing i've ever been interested in watching just i know that what she has done has been good mm-hmm. um so it takes place in sort of an alternate universe though uh, like an alternate kind of history where uh the king fell in love with a black woman and married her and so it became that like that raised the status of all the black people and some of them became like lords and duchesses lords and dukes and 
what have you and the, like all of a sudden there's all these black people in noble you know British history and like the whole just uh, chemistry of the society changes because you know there's there's this whole race element um it's like well, what if you know what if this t- period in time wasn't extremely racist yeah um so that's really cool and the other thing that is makes this show separate from uh a lot of other stories that are told about you know this type of world is the sex and I won't I'm not saying that is in there's a lot of sex there is a lot of sex but that's not what I mean (laughs) um it explores like the you know a lot of these like if you watch Pride and Prejudice or whatever even the more like swoony and um you know make it out versions like the Kira Knightley one that came out however many years ago I'm old I don't know um there's not really any like anything past like the big dramatic kiss right okay uh, there's not any you know realistic depiction of what like married life is like or you know what what men are like before they get married and how they're you know tarting around in brothels and whatnot and it's not like it's not excessive like um God, what's the word? I'm it's not like for? pornographic. It's or a is little it? porny. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Did, wow. Okay. <laughs> but it's not like you know. Uh, it, it's not like it's justified. Okay. Wait. And the, uh, did you? The how point far is did you that get... it deals. It factors into the story in ways that are like, what happens to women because they're not like it's not considered polite to discuss anything about sex before they're married but then they get married and they don't know anything about sex (laughs) and like you know things happen and they don't know what is going on um there's a there's a storyline about a guy who um claims he can't have children and it's actually that he's sworn not to have children for like personal reasons um, but because his wife doesn't know anything about sex when they get married, she doesn't know what it's supposed to be like. So when he just pulls out all the time, she's like, oh, that's how it's supposed to be. And it's too bad he can't have kids. <laughs> like, she really wanted to be a mother, but she loved him enough that she was like, I'm going to marry him and just not be a mother. And then she finds out that, like, he was lying to her. Okay. Um, well, so there's a he... lot of interesting. I'm not, I'm not explaining it very well, but there's a lot of interesting things to, um, you know. Uh, there's another storyline with an unmarried woman who's uh, she got pregnant and she's trying to find a husband before she's you know found out, and <clears throat> what will happen to her life if you know she doesn't find a husband, and what will happen to her if she marries you know X Y or Z guy. And then he finds out she's pregnant with another dude's baby. Like, just all these sorts of things that are like a lot of stories about this, you know, in this um, category would be like, we're just gonna, you know, not really worry about that and kind of wash over that part. Not, you know, just focus on the, the two pretty white people who are falling in love. And don't worry about any of the like messy complications of life around them. Uh, and this show really gets into all of that. Um, there's another character who is like she's supposed to want to get married, but she like 
wants to like learn and go to college and doesn't care about guys but she's not allowed because she's a woman and she's supposed to like that's her job is to get married so it's a modernization of a period piece sort of yeah uh i mean it, it's a modernization but it's sort of like if you think about it there must have been people like this at that time but nobody ever told stories about them. Well, I mean, historically, yeah, there are there have always been stories of women that were not necessarily the norm that kind of stand out in society because of the fact that they rebelled against the norms of you must get married and only make babies and, you know, fill this mm-hmm. role. So I think that it's it's just not a theme that's as commonly explored, but it's one that is appreciated uh when it is you know Mm -hmm. because if you're an audience that appreciates those period type pieces but is also conscious of social issues then this sounds like a really good combination of those two it is it's really good um it's really beautiful to look at the costume people and set dressers deserve all the awards for that kind of situation the romance is also very fun and like enjoyable and light and happy and um it's funny too um very witty um and there's definitely a lot of naked (laughs) don't don't watch this like i have a friend who's uh who turned me on to the show uh who's a fan of the books they are based on the show's based on Mm -hmm. and she's like i really want to watch the show but like her kids like kind of attached to her at the hip and she's John's age and she like doesn't go to bed early. Mm-hmm. So she's basically never away from her kid and she's like I, I really want to watch this and my daughter just won't like leave me alone <laughs> and I'm like yeah you can't watch this with her like even if she's watching something adult and like but it, the you know themes would go over her head there's just a lot of naked people in this show <laughs> like there's no getting around that <laughs> oh man <clears throat> yes but i highly recommend it highly enjoyable i wanted to finish it before we recorded tonight so that i could you know give my full thoughts on the whole season but i'm only six episodes in out of eight um, and all I really want to be doing is watching those last two episodes. No offense to you guys, but here I am because I love you. Aww. Thanks. Thanks. I think. Well, You're welcome. Uh, have you watched any more Outlander or did you fall off? I um, kind of dropped it um, because all I could handle in December with the stress of the holidays was uh, Great British Bake Off understandable and then and then bridgerton and sabrina came back and cobra kai so i was like i don't have time right now for anything so that's fine i was more curious just because i was wondering if like you if how it compares to like a show like that where i feel like as evan used to say whenever he walked in the room people were fucking it's it's true um it's not like as much like that it's just uh you know when the two main characters finally get together there's a lot of fucking (laughs) and that's like the episode that i watched today and i watched it in my office 
like everybody else was busy doing things. So I wasn't like escape, like hiding to watch porn. Oh, that's what it sounds like. Just letting you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I need to close and lock my office door to watch Turn this on episode. Some ca- you know, light some candles, put on some nice, shut the curtain. Not Karen for that reason. Just for because, like, my kids, if I don't lock the door, my kids will like burst into me like, mommy, I need a piece of paper. And I'm like, <laughs> and even if I'm real good with the minimizing, like the other day John was like can you just like I don't remember what it was there was a curse word or something in in what I was looking at and he was like can you make that big again what you just made small and I'm like well that doesn't work (laughs) yep Um, but no, it's not to the degree of Outlander, which is odd because it's Netflix and they can kind of do whatever they want um, Mm. in terms of that but there's definitely plenty of nudity Okay. Well, I mean, it, to me, to me, if it's not as bad as Outlander, it's kind of low key. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, See where your bar set. It's it's more romance and less, and, and until you get to a certain point, it's more of the build, of slow burn of the, you know, mm-hmm. I building you. tension, and then holy shit, that's a lot of sex. Ayo. Oh. Okay. Well. Well, hold on. Uh, let me, because I'm I'm gonna just go real quick to the things that I've been watching, and then I will end with the thing that you want to talk about because that's part of what I'm watching. I can't. It hurts. You have to hold wanna. on. Okay. Uh, this is what you get for waiting this long, woman. So, <sighs> so I I'm in the process Damn. of still watching um, Psych, get working my way through that because you know that's just a fun show. I started watching the new version of MacGyver. Which is oddly entertaining to me because that that I loved I always loved the theory of being able to build anything with household products and get out of any scrape and they do they do a very good job of that. Um, <laughs> I I needed I almost had to send you overseas today, honey. <laughs> I call Evan MacGyver all the time because he can just make things happen. And while I was streaming, one of my community members was like, "Yeah, I've been locked in my bathroom for like two hours because the door broke after I shut it." <laughs> And we were like, what do you have? <laughs> and, I sa- and I said, you obviously have a phone. Call someone or the internet because you're talking on chat. Yeah. So. But he did He did use a paperclip to get out. Nice. It was part of his hole. escape. So thank uh, you, MacGyver. And the last thing that outside of the main get, I started watching because I got it for you, Chris. The I didn't watch the movie. I started watching the, the show, the Nintendo Quest Power oh tour. God. That was the other thing that I I got to talk about that. But yeah, go ahead talk I, so, about Nintendo Quest. So I I am enjoying like I've, I watched a couple of episodes, maybe two or three of them, <clears throat> but I like the sh- the show version of it, where it's these two guys that made a documentary called Nintendo Quest, and they are trying to fill like the Nintendo Quest movies. From my understanding, is trying to collect all the Nintendo cartridges. Yes, I every understand. U.S. released Nintendo game. Yeah. And now for the show, they have each one of them have picked ten particular games, not necessarily Nintendo, but they're going uh, from city to city, showing the documentary. And whilst they're in that city, they're going to local game shops to try to find games first and foremost, and then fill out those specific finds on their lists. And you know, there, there's a lot of video game geek talk and Star Wars, and like it's. It's a, a very entertaining, especially if you live in that that geek world. Um, mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it 
was doing for you being the Nintendo fan that you are? Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd like to watch this show, but I haven't watched this show yet. What I did watch uh, was the TV movie that wound up happening on, uh, what was it, CBS All Access of um, Blake Harris's uh, Console Wars. Oh. And wait, we talked about this before right. in our news segments about how I was not thrilled with the fact that it was gonna be a, a movie uh, like a documentary mm-hmm. type thing instead of a movie because that's how the book is written like a narrative like right. you read it like it's a story being told and even though that was the case it was pretty good cool. i i rather enjoyed it it was um you know i didn't really learn anything new obviously but that's not really why i watch these things half the time just because i, I like the stories that are being told so it was it was fun. It was very well done. Karen more or less watched it with me. Um, you know, she was doing other things too, but she seemed to be entertained by it at, at least, sort of. So that yeah. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was <laughs> it was good. But again, I do think that this particular story should be told like like they should make a movie out of it, not a one a of yet another documentaries on it because. It kind of sparked in me wanting to rewatch all of um, Jeremy Parrish's uh, video work series, which is a YouTube series that, that deep dive details um, chronologically every video game released for a specific platform, uh, Nintendo platforms. And mm-hmm. It's a fascinating thing to watch. It's it's a bit on the dry side um, just because of the way that he talks, but it's also not. It's it's also funny. Like he injects a decent amount of personality into it. He's he's he is a fascinating guy to listen to, and I, I I'm he put together a playlist of all of his work series in chronological order. So like all of them and and you can watch in release order, a game by game breakdown of like all these NES games and then Atari 7,800 games, then game boy games of like in the order they were released with all this historical context with one another. It's beyond fascinating and I'm a nerd, but um, (laughs) yeah, well, I just wanted to bring up that, you know that was a thing that I watched, and uh, it was good. That was that was one of the things about the, this Nintendo Quest show that I liked. It was the personalities behind it, like because they're mm-hmm. two buddies, like they're two best friends that have been doing this for a long time, and the the conversations that they get to, into are just it's just really in line with the way my mind works. Like there was, I may not be the biggest Star Wars fan, but I'm going to say they had an eight to ten minute conversation about the clothing that certain people wear in star wars whether it's a uniform or a costume and then they went into capes and it, it was it was the type of conversation true geeks would have it it didn't seem fake or forced like you see sometimes in in movies and television shows it just mm-hmm. looked like someone happened to be videotaping you know a couple of buddies sitting around bullshitting about star wars attire so um yeah i, I enjoyed the hell out of that it was it was i'm going to continue watching those and work my way through that like i get i get like one or two episodes of something before i head out to work and and i've been cycling through a couple of different things um but the main thing that we the last time i had a day off that we sat down and and worked our way through the entirety of was supernatural so carry on my wayward (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm gonna step back now Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh. 
Wait, okay, so wait, hold on. We we fell off and we started watching again. What a tease, man. You're just like, okay, go ahead. Hold on. I just want to make Okay, it. hold on one more second. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. Fuck me, right? You know? We started my back up at season 15, episode 11. Like that's what we were watching and watching and watching and watching. And we got to episode 10. Angela panicked because the end was nigh. And she said, I don't want to watch this anymore. And we stopped watching. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's- actually, that is not true. We had gotten to like episode five and we had stopped watching because the episodes weren't all out yet. That's where we were. Because you had, if you remember, you had gone ahead and not realized it. And then you were like, oh, catch up. So I had watched like a few episodes and then we just kind of like watched a few more and then we realized like oh they're not really making anymore right now so let's just wait because once we like we knew once we started going we were going to want to just keep going uh so we did that (laughs) yeah we powered through like and you didn't realize how long you were gonna wait (laughs) it was yeah it was um so one of the things that i think was a little bit strange for me is that I, I, for, I think I've told you guys this before, like I've watched the first five to six seasons, at least three to five times now. Uh, and I have only watched seasons six through 10, maybe like twice. And then everything after that, I've only seen once. So it's sort of like gone out of my memory a bit. So there were things that were happening that I was just like, who the fuck cares about this? And then I was like, like they'd bring characters back and I'd be like, all right, that's cool. Like, but I think that like some of the story arcs with Cass, like I just like, there were times where I'd just get so annoyed with the characters, like the way that you Karen will yell at people during a romance. Like I will yell at the Winchesters and their, their people uh, more often than not, because I'm like, Oh my God. And not to be like Bobby, but you idiots like, Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> to quote a great man, idiots. So it was just like, it was, it was, uh, there were, there were a couple times where they were trying to like, I think almost go through like greatest hits, like bringing people back in the last season. And I was like, yo, I don't give a fuck. Like, just move on. Um, but it was also weird because I felt like at the beginning of that season, it was just like, all right, how do we like kind of just get rid of some people and, and make it crazy. And like, then Rowena's dead. And I'm like, well, okay, but she's in hell. So she's just going to take over. And then she's, she shows up like twice. And I'm like, she, they have leaned so heavily on the people that support them throughout these seasons. And then all of a sudden it's like, eh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Just kidding. Um, so there were things about the final season that I was like, well, I mean, supernatural has its ups and downs. There were definitely a couple episodes that were like, you know, that each season will have kind of like a gem of an episode. Um, and then there were some that I was like, this is kind of like filler and you don't need filler in your final season of a show. But overall, like I enjoyed every moment of it. I just tried to take as much as I could. So I don't want to sit there and be like, I fangirled the whole time. Like I tried to be realistic about it, but like it is my favorite show. And I do feel like I've kind of grown up with these characters and watching these characters and like seeing the win, like the Winchesters and I, I feel like we kind of grew up together. Oh man, I'm going to get all teary talking about this fucking show. Um, I'm like sweating right now. And I just like, it, it does, it felt like the end of an era. I've never followed a show for this long. Like even Buffy, I only, you know, that was like, 
the other show that was kind of around like for my childhood and listening to my friends talk about it who would be able to sit and watch episode after episode and then immediately get the DVDs when they became available and you know they were Joss Whedon fans for years and following the show and then it ended and yada yada and I was like yeah I would catch like a few episodes here and there and I watched like a lot of seasons in the beginning but not all of it you know I never I never had that ever almost every show I've watched has kind of been after its time so this is the first time that I'm really present for the end of a show like this and holy shit like mm-hmm. i never like i always i've always appreciated television and the impact it has and the stories it tells and the journeys that we share yada yada blah 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 whatever but good goddamn, it was hard to say goodbye right mm-hmm. so yeah that uh i i think i've learned like a life lesson now um don't ever watch anything while it's airing just wait for it to end uh <laughs> <laughs> But I did, I did it, and I and I felt like okay, Karen. I you had talked a little bit about how you felt about the final episode when you first watched it, and I would like mm-hmm. you, if you still remember it, like I'd I'd love to hear your thoughts on the final episode and w- whether or not you thought it was a good ending to the show because I personally feel like the the final two episodes go hand in hand but are a little bit disconnected from one another, um, and I just wanted to know like how you felt about the end of the show. Um, well, remember, I am old. <laughs> uh, I, what stands out most strongly in my memory is not the ending of, like, the plot so much as the ending of, like, the end, the end of the story for the main characters. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, it mostly being about, you know, Jack and everything that, you know. Jack Jack is the keystone of the defeat of God. Mm -hmm. And I don't care about Jack. (laughs) Okay, so let me pose this question to you then. If you don't... I didn't... Honestly, I didn't give a shit about Jack either. Uh, But do you feel like for the type of characters Dean and Sam have always been... Like they always said that we're just two guys. Like we're not, we're not the heroes. And the Mm -hmm. whole final season was about whether or not they really were the heroes of the story. Like, is this their story? Are they the main characters? And their whole fight was so that it would no longer be that. So do you Mm -hmm. think it kind of makes sense that Jack would be the one to carry that mantle so that they could actually just become ordinary in a sense? Yeah, I I do think it makes sense. I mean, if you look at every season in the past and every big bad they've ever defeated, they never did it like alone they always had some kind of supernatural help Um, title drop oh that now it makes sense thank you 15 years later (laughs) i don't get it (laughs) so yeah it does and and like i'm not saying it didn't make sense or anything i i actually did like the fact that like their part in ending you know overcoming the big bad was just continuing to take a beating yep and and never giving up because that's what the winchesters are about and then having that fuel um you know jack's ability to then actually beat the big bad to defeat um, god it made it, it it did make sense to me yeah i would agree i thought so too but uh overall final episode saying goodbye to to sam and dean 
Uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The End of Supernatural, you need to watch it. So go pause and watch it if you have to, because I will not hold back on this. <laughs> I have waited too long. <laughs> it's So how much did you cry when Dean died? I don't know, honey. It's all, I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a hazy blur. Um, she cried less than I expected her to. Yeah. I didn't um, feel like Dean dying specifically was the thing that triggered my feelings. What I think I it, felt I, like it was an it was appropriate the story death for that him. he was telling. Yes. Like he, it, you had to sit there and pay attention to get all of the feels. Like yes, tears. I shed a tear as I was listening to him talk to his little brother. Like, but it was different for me because it was you know older brother, younger brother kind of thing, and so on and so forth. And like everything got summed up about their relationship in that I don't know 82 minute death scene like he was there right? for a long time it did go <laughs> <Yeah>. on <laughs> but it's running right through me Sammy don't worry there's no blood but I'm definitely gonna die <laughs> yeah don't move me don't move this yeah. is holding me together no that part I definitely was like yeah 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 good good call Dean good call so I I expected her to be a blubbering mess and she wasn't I, I it was it was kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Um, some people, I saw some criticism of that, that like it wasn't it wasn't OK with them that after everything they've been through, that just some regular monster was the end of Dean. What do you think? I thought ah. that it was appropriate. Me too. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with, with you. That's that's exactly he's not going to get you. Sure, it could be like it could be a Tony Stark moment, but that. That's that just doesn't. The little that I know about the show, that seems like bullshit. Like no, whole that's point, how that goes down. Well, okay, that's exactly how that goes down. Yes, and also think about it. Dean has had the dramatic deaths like more than once. <laughs> like Let's talk about them. the first time with the Hellhounds. <laughs> Let's talk about the second, third, fourth, seven thousandth time when there was the Groundhog Day episode. Let's talk about him going to purgatory. <laughs> Let's talk about him becoming a demon. Like there are multiple times when Dean has gone out swinging. And it's been big and it's please, been dramatic. Please tell me they called him a Deanman. <laughs> they did in the fandom for hell sure they did. I hate you, Chris. Um, uh, Crowley owes you one, Chris. Um, not only that, uh, you're absolutely right. He's already done the dramatic death thing. Like, you know, death at the hands of something huge. But this whole thing. season was themed around the idea of not being so... Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm laughing at like there was two episodes of them not having not having heroes luck. luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. phenomenal. That's what I was talking about with some of the gems of the episodes that they had because that shit was funny. We do this all the time. What's going on? <laughs> the other thing about um, about Dean's ending is that he tried. They they gave him a happily ever after. Yep. Didn't work out so good. Mm -hmm. Dean's never gonna have a happily ever after. He's gonna go out fighting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that well that and that was another really important thing about Dean's story is the last time you see him have a real romantic arc, it was with Lisa and Ben. And they closed the chapter of that with him telling Sam, if you ever mention this again, I'll break your nose. <laughs> Like mm -hmm. that was like, like that was it. He was like, like he, I will beat the ever loving shit out of you family or not. We will never talk about this again. It's done. And to me, like there was just this note of finality to it where like, even the writers were like, this is never going to be Dean. He never wanted anything but this life. And 
like as much as he idolized his dad and saw how like his mom was from a family of hunters and they could have this beautiful relationship and like she tried to get out of it she couldn't she died like i think dean just had to accept that there was going to be some sort of sacrifice so as long as he and sam were together they would hunt they would do what they do but the second he stepped out of the picture like he finally hit that point where he was able to be like okay if i'm gone you like like he says to sam you need to tell me it's okay Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's where my first oh, that's that's oh, oh when I yeah. broke <laughs> yeah it that, hurts so bad I don't I don't know how I didn't just crack like saying that just now like because I just felt it in my entire body and in not my gonna soul. lie at at you know they they, they when do Dean the, Winchester cries we all fucking cry they show the the passage of time with Sammy growing older and whatnot and <sighs> then his kid cut it didn't hit me as hard and I thought it was going to like no that. Pick a different line. That was that was that was deep. no, and then the 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 it's okay. Uh, the happily ever after. I guess mm. air quoting that it's so. There was an episode where they God was showing them a bunch of, or he was showing Sammy a bunch of what the future would hold if he was not around, or the possibilities of what the future would hold. And yeah, the imbalance. One, one of them uh, becoming vampires. Yep. Right. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Yeah. Absolutely not. That would yeah. never happen. In this world, as soon as one of them got bit, the other one would cut the head off. No. It- no. They would make anti venom and then they would just unvampire each other because they've done they that. They did that. They've done that too. That's my whole fucking point, guys. Like, if you're listening to this and you don't agree, go rewatch. They've literally done everything. And that's why I yell at the television when I watch this show. And that's why when they get into a fight, and it's all you didn't tell me this when like bitch you did this like six seasons in a row stop doing the whole eh, we don't share our feelings and tell each other things you're grown-ass men own it like ugh. so anywho but the fact that they took like dean's anger and they and they and they used that and they like showed that like he has not really been willing to let go of all that like i think they just showed like dean had created a vision of himself that he could not let go of and it wasn't a happy vision and when he finally was able to start letting go of that and start finding acceptance for who he was he then was able to also let go when it was his time Mm -hmm. and that was it and i feel like it was really important like that as a as a viewer and a fan i could watch that and be like yeah i get it like there was something about the simplicity of like, I just didn't fucking pay attention to this one thing around me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was just like. Was and there's it? also a little bit of something, like a little bit of calling back to that hero's luck thing where, yeah. you know, they got their hero's luck from God and then they killed God. So. And Jack said he was going to be hands off. And like, yeah, he was. <laughs> so. I, <laughs> oh, I like no, the just sitting in the background going killed god come on this is such a silly show but that's what i love too like what are you talking about that that's not what's making me chunkle like killed god yeah of course how many how many of my fandoms have i watched where somebody's killed god like come on i think the punisher killed god at some point come on, killing god's no big deal i'm just i'm just laughing at like he died doing what he loved yeah. dying yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> Dean Winchester did what the Winchesters do best. Killed some shit and then died. 
and then died. And this time he just didn't come back. And I will say, like, on hilariously, that, like pinned against the wall. And yeah. He's like, no, no, don't move me yeah. because this is the only thing that's stopping me from bleeding everywhere. Like yeah, this is now part of my say. body until I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> that, that I mean, that is a death that would, from him, evoke his catchphrase, "Son, Son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah. So there was just a lot, there was a lot to it that I thought was good. Um, I would say my only real complaint about it, like it was, it was, so they kill God and then it's like, yay, everything's kind of cool. And then that, that episode, like it just felt a little disconnected from the one before it where they had yeah, one. Yeah, the, the, the penultimate episode did, ke- did feel like a finale. Yeah. And then they're like, but there's another episode. Yeah. And then you guys, did you watch the special that yes. aired along mm-hmm. with the finale? Oh, yes. Yep. I think I cried and a like, lot during that. They too. showed that, but we watched it, you know, when it aired on TV or as close as possible. Mm-hmm. And they, so they aired that special first and it was like, well, last episode felt like a finale, and now they're showing this like retrospective special. Like, is the finale gonna be anything? Like, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Um. And and I like I think it did feel a little bit weird, but I also know that like there was I think we had reported on it at one point where they talked about they had to do some rewriting for the final episodes because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um. But they were really proud of what they had come up with, and like, I my my only real complaint aside from like that not you know that slight feeling of disconnection was that like when dean was being burnt like getting the hero's uh burial or burning for that matter um Mm -hmm. he yeah like he was it was just him and sam and it wouldn't have been there's no no fucking way in hell that that would have been the case and not to mention that i didn't get my resolution for donna for jody and the girls i didn't know if any of the people who disappeared came back like mm-hmm. I didn't know what happened to the other universes. Like there, there was were... no cast in the final episode. But I and I saw that part coming, so I was just like, okay, I have to accept that part and move on. I knew when he when the empty took him, I knew that was it. It was his final goodbye. I get it. You chose to be happy in this moment, which is really fucking random and kind of doesn't make sense. But that was a very Zen Buddhism thing. So I was like, go for it. I'm proud of you, Cass. You finally did it. You fucking hippie. Um, but I, <laughs> I just like I, I really, I really would have liked if there had been a way to get a couple of them to be there for that. That's mm-hmm. all. They, because they, if they were they able could to make have it. because of that, I, it was in the, I guess the special where they were all on the bridge, like the entirety of the cast, the crew. Like I, it doesn't necessarily have to be hunters. You could have gotten a couple of the hunters in there, but make it a thing. You can get the rest of the people that have been there, the entirety of that show line, and just throw them in 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 the background yeah just don't make it so empty like it was just really really strange to me and i know that like that's a thing that dean has repeatedly talked about since like early parts of this show where it's like listen no one we're we're not significant like no one's going to remember us except for the few people that are still alive that have hunted with us and i definitely understand that part but like there were still a lot of fucking people alive or that should have been alive that I don't know if they were now because supposedly when they defeated God and Jack brought everybody back, he brought everybody back. And it's just not, it's like, it's just not clear in this case. So I don't like, I don't know. Um, 
But, you know, Sam got another dog, so clearly he needed to move on and not hunt anymore. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what happened the last time. He moved on, and Dean was like, WTF, mate. And then he was like, no, 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 I got a dog. I hit it with my car. Um, so, yeah. So I was really happy to to see all of the love. Oh, I'm thinking about it again, and all the people on the bridge. And then when they're all talking about it during the special and, like, how it just, like, made everybody happy and the subjects that they covered. Like, and then they reflected on the baby episode because baby literally, uh, she owns my heart. <laughs> it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. episodes. Well, the thing is that, like, one of the things that people forget is in 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 season five the the finale when like sam goes to hell there was a that whole episode was actually telling the story of how baby connected them and so that was the first episode that was about baby and no one acknowledges that one anymore because it wasn't necessarily from her point of view but Mm -hmm. that was the first baby episode and yeah and like people don't like come on man be a better super fan (laughs) Gotta take my clothes off. Oh, I'm so hot right now. I can't. Baby gets me hot. <laughs> I'm literally fanning myself. I'm sorry. Like I just yeah, I feel very strongly about this show. It's really inspired a lot for me. I loved the Monster of the Week theme. I love how well they they put it. Like people have always been like, oh, people just want to watch this show because it's two hot dudes. And I'm like, no. That show is about two dudes in their car. It's a family show. It's about brotherhood. It's about like companionship and like it's not just it's it it's not that. Like it's just not what people like to dismiss it as and I think that it has a lot of depth and I think that it it shows the value of family and what it means to really love and put your family first in a way that it goes way over the fucking top because monsters and angels and god. But I, I really think that that show is unlike anything else that's ever really been out there. And it took the best elements of all of the things that inspired its creation and did something beautiful that I will carry with me for the rest of my life. So there it well is. Said. Well said. And, and two hot guys. <laughs> and yeah. two hot guys and a really cool car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. So thank you for letting me go on about that. I could. Thank you for finally effing watching it. I feel like the way that Chris feels about Star Wars, I finally get it. Like I I have that fandom. Like I finally understand. And speaking of Star Wars, we finished The Mandalorian season two. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the other thing we're watching. I'm kind of surprised (laughs) I was able to avoid the spoiler that was the ending of that. Like I had no idea. Wow. Well done. So, and I didn't actively do it. It just happened. <laughs> oh my God. That's, so. that's nice when stuff like that happens organically. Yeah. I do like the memes that keep popping up now about the special effects. And then they keep referencing like the mummy two with the rock. Wait, I am missing all of these memes. So how does the internet work? What's a meme? <laughs> so some people were complaining about how bad hash he browns was. Going. <laughs> I'd like some meme and hash browns. <laughs> they keep complaining about how bad. And it wasn't bad. The special it wasn't effect. bad at all. It wasn't the bad internet at all. is a bunch of crybabies. Yes. Like, Jesus. <laughs> and it's bad, physically was? impossible to have young Luke Skywalker. Oh. Like, it the, is the a go- physical <laughs> impossibility. Get over yourself. I've seen some decent deep fakes with Sebastian Stan, though. <laughs> oh, my true. goodness. Did you see the deep fake where they put um, Harrison Ford in Solo? 
No. That was amazing. Because they had What's This Dude's performance, but they put Harrison, young Harrison Ford's face over it. And it's still weird because he doesn't sound anything like Han Solo. <laughs> but it was really cool. It's cool, cool to see. Oh, All right, let's let, honey. Yeah, no, 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 it's okay. You can take the lead on that. Listen, I'm still swooning over Supernatural, but we need a a minute. Yeah, I got to take some clothes off. You got 47 layers on. We're going to take a break, okay? When we get back, we're going to talk about our feature of the week, which is not, I repeat, not Supernatural. But we all know that Supernatural is the real star of all the shows. All right, guys, stick with us. I promise. I promise. Gravity Falls is coming up next. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hello, nerds. This is Angie, your fellow podcaster, GeekAid staff member, and artist. Do you need presents for this holiday season? Do you need presents because 2020 sucked? I get it. I hear you. I'm here for you. Treat yourself and your loved ones to something special and check out my Etsy store. As an artist with over 10 years experience, I have a little bit of something for everyone. I have wood-burned ornaments, nerdy prints, and original comic art and portraits. Want a commission? I do those too. Go to Etsy.com slash shop slash art of Angela or check out my website for samples of my work, commission info, and contact information at angelafernot.com. Shop small, think big. Want a discount? Use promo code geek for 15% off your orders on my Etsy shop. Hey folks, I'm Karen. You may know me as a writer for geekade.com or as a co-host of this week's episode podcast. But did you also know I make and sell all the handmade cross-stitch items available at Shoot the Moon Stitches? I have pieces for many different flavors of fandom, including Star Wars, Doctor Who, Supernatural, The Good Place, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and more. They make great decorations for your home or office and unique gifts for the geek who has everything. I also take commissions to make the perfect piece that suits your fandom and style. You can buy online or find me at your favorite local convention or offbeat art show. Visit Shoot the Moon Stitches on Etsy.com and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at STM Stitches for the latest updates and to see examples of my work. That's Shoot the Moon Stitches for all your handmade, geeky, snarky cross-stitch needs. GeekAid is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, GeekAid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. 
I'm not naked, <laughs> but I am ready to talk about Gravity Falls. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not naked, then you can't be on Bridgerton. Uh, it's just, I, you know, or Supernatural. See, that She's and your hair naked. might kind of stand out. <laughs> but you should be, listeners. Yes. Listeners, with, with, with all that passionate talk about Supernatural, how could you still be wearing pants? I'm uncomfortable where, with, with Okay, anyway, let's talk going. about a kid's show, Gravity Falls. <laughs> is it a kid's show, though? <laughs> so this is Gravity Falls Season 1, Episode 1, Tourist Trap. Um, this show was created by Alex Hirsch, and uh, it is a Disney show, or it was a Disney show that ran for four years, but it's only like two seasons, uh, and it was... It was a kid's show. Yeah, it is technically a kid's show, but it was designed to be multi-generational. So did you guys watch it with your kids? We did. We actually did. All right. So multi-generational household. Tell me, how, how did it go? Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you this as our open open by saying we finished watching the the designated episode and the kids immediately went, can we watch another one? Yes. That's a win. Because ah. <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, good. Well, I can't believe it's over. Huh. What? I didn't what? realize the show would ended. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It huh. was only, so it ran for a total of four years, and I thought it was three Ooh. seasons because reasons. I don't know if I should share them yet. Um, I will be trying to avoid talking too much about the show because there are a lot of ways that you can like spoil things in the show but um to just quickly sum this up for anybody who hasn't seen it uh this is a show that was two seasons it was 40 overarching episodes that had like a story that uh i think like the first few episodes some of the stuff that they're setting up uh it doesn't seem to really have much of a of a like overarching plot other than like the kids are in this town um but the, pl- the pilot does a really good job of basically explaining, hey, our parents decided to send us to Oregon to be with our grunkle, our great uncle Stan. <laughs> so for the entirety of the first episode that we were watching, I thought they were saying uncle with an accent. And they're like, oh, his name is actually Grunkle. So- oh. Yeah. They just spoke um, funny. Yeah. So, they, uh, so the kids get sent to hang out with Grunkle Stan and uh, he puts them to work at his... Uh, his his tourist tra- trap atta- attraction of uh, mysterious curiosities and oddities and uh, basically they find out that Gravity Falls is actually a weird place and um, in the first episode the uh, Mabel gets a boyfriend and uh, <laughs> uh, who turns out to be so much more than she bargained for and uh, Dipper finds a, a mysterious book that starts to kind of key him into the goings on of Gravity Falls but it is labeled number three uh, so it is not it is not book one of, of however many books there are um, and that's basically that's it you're getting introduced to the main characters and you see their first adventure where they find out that Mabel's boyfriend is uh, actually gnomes <laughs> so I mean, we now, thought for the first half these, there's three. there's two seasons but uh, when i looked at this looked this up on disney plus there's also an entire other season of just shorts okay that i'm like unfamiliar they had, with they had two seasons and then there was like a whole separate listing of gravity falls shorts hmm. okay and it were they aired simultaneously or do you have any? i have absolutely no idea okay. I'm, I'm asking you oh. <laughs> i saw that i was like huh that's weird because they don't seem to be like they seem to be like 
15 minute long shorts or something like that let me yeah. let me look into it a little bit you keep yeah. talking okay uh so uh yeah stalling um, so for the first good portion of the episode we think that her boyfriend is a zombie yes because it comes out of like there's information in that said book that he finds that there's a lot of monsters and whatnot and, and everything leads the cast and the audience to believe that it is a zombie parts of the body fall off yes He's doing a lot of stippers looking for evidence but because seuss beautiful seuss told him you gotta get evidence <laughs> <laughs> i i think that uh that guy might be the kid's favorite character he is a hidden gem in the, in the ensuing time since we watched it I've, <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of dude Okay, so it seems that a series of Gravity Falls shorts were produced to air between season one and two, riding the momentum momentum of the series' success. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Shorts. uh, Then there's something called Dipper's Guide to the Unexplained, which aired in 2013. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um,. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why I thought there was a third season, because I might have watched that stuff and just blended it all together, because I haven't watched in several years. I watched this show, like, shortly after it stopped airing. Surprise Yeah, it to looks no like there's enough content to be another season of the show uh, yeah. with all these shorts. So, um, But, yeah, and, and so what did you guys think of it before I give out more information that I love about this show? I laughed my butt off. I yeah. thought it was hilarious. I thought it was uh I thought it was okay for the kids to see. Um I've got a you know, slight it's we brought up Invader Zimbivore. I got a little slight flavor of like an homage or something. Mm-hmm. That the the shows have similar senses of humor. Uh, I think the only one thing that bugged me was like I know in the show Mabel is uh supposed to be kind of boy crazy. Mm-hmm that's not my favorite thing for my kids to see like i just you know there's so much of that messaging in the media i don't i don't need to willfully be like here watch this show where the most important thing to this girl is getting a boy Mm -hmm. um but aside from that i didn't have any problems with my seven and four year olds watching the show i always when i encounter something that i want to show them i look up look it up on a site called uh, commonsensemedia.org mm-hmm. um, where it there are ratings from uh, child psychology experts as to you know what age level is appropriate for all kinds of uh, media and then they also have ratings by parents and by kids like oh wow you know, the experts say that it's good for age 10 and up parents say it's okay for ages 10 and eight and up Okay. whatever. And I don't take it as gospel. I'm always like, okay, so that this is their rating. And then let me look into the reasons that they rated it this way. And it's like, oh, well, there's like, there's smoking in it. I'm like, well, I don't really care if my kids see smoking. Smoking is such a non thing for our house anymore. Like our world, Mm. like our families, you know, experience that like, they're not really going to be like, oh, smoking is cool, just from seeing it in a thing. Right. Um, so that would be like, oh, if that's the only reason that it was rated for that age, then I can let them watch it even though they're a little young. Um, but if it's like, 
there's a lot of cursing and sex. I'm like, mm, we're going to wait on that. Sweet baby Jesus. I hope not in a kid's show. Uh, so what, what was well, Gravity I mean, Falls rated? It's, it doesn't just rate kids' stuff. It's like, I look up the Marvel movies on this. Like, when can I show my kids the Marvel movies? <laughs> How from long Common must Sense, I wait? <laughs> Common Sense Media says 13. I'm like, fuck. It's a long ass time. Yeah, if it makes you seriously. feel any better. I teach ten year olds who have seen those movies. Yeah, I mean, and then, like I say, it's not it's not a gospel. It's just a recommendation, and then I, you know, compare that recommendation against how I feel as a parent and make my own decision. But it's a good place to start. So, where did Gravity Falls land on that? Uh, eight and up. Oh wow! And like, okay, my kids, you know, especially John is like, he's practically eight in his head. So. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> okay um chris wh- how did you did, did you happen to react to any jokes in particular on this episode i'm sure that i did but i was like okay. kind of weirdly tuned out while i was watching it because like i was really tired that day okay i just remember rather enjoying it thinking it was pretty <laughs> funny and i'd like to watch more of it okay I, I remember i'd like to rewatch that episode <laughs> Because it didn't really, it didn't stick in my head because like, I don't know, I just kept tuning out. Something else was happening at the time and I don't know what it was, but I I thought it was pretty funny. I was surprised at how amusing, I was surprised at how amused I was. I think it's really friggin' weird that Linda Cardellini plays this character that has like two lines. Um, She shows up later in later episodes and it's her, so... The, you know that that that's good to know but either way i just i thought it was a really cool weird thing because i thought it for a second i thought it was the actress who played stevie in uh schitt's creek but so, it's weird how they how similar they sound because i is, was yeah. you said that and i was like maybe i don't know i'm not paying attention but so as now we that were, you said that as we were watching the first episode i had a reaction to a joke and Angela had a reaction to the same joke and that we both sh- like they were different reactions, but we both shared the same outcome. Uh, Mabel Pines goes, it's time for me to spill the beans. And she <laughs> and taps she over kicked. the can of beans. And I went, oh, and she giggled just like she did. And we both went, that's going to be Chris's line. <laughs> I totally missed that joke. Yeah, oh, she's literally, I, like, that's why I was like, are there any jokes in particular? <laughs> like, I was leading you on that because I am telling you, man, like, I have been waiting to hear you talk about that line. And now I'm so <laughs> sad. So you must, you must rewatch and tell me. Um, well, listening, yeah, I, the only, the other thing that made me laugh, which was going to be my other line, I'll say for the end of the episode. So nice. Okay. Yes. So, I, I, from like, from the jump, I was like, that's going to be my line. No, that's going to be my line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a goat on my bed. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> Sorry. Um, did it freak anybody else out that Kristen uh, Skull? Shawl? Shawl. Shawl. Just waiting for her to kick into Louise? And like, <laughs> like I was wait, like the voice that's is identical. I, that's why I knew I could sell you on the show though, because yeah, she, anything she touches seems to be great. I, really, I find her very entertaining. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, we're not as like, we love bad Bob's burgers, but we haven't watched any in a while. So oh. I think as uh. much as we can identify that voice, it was not as much like, Oh, it's Louise. Like I could separate. Yeah, no, it was Kristen I've Shaw. also okay. seen her do. Yeah. Basically, any character she does has that voice, mm-hmm. and uh, it's always her I've seen... voice. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, I I know her from the freaking Daily Show and many other. I mean, she was more yeah. Bojack Horseman for me. Okay, you know? Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. 
Oh, I haven't oh, watched God, that yeah. in so long. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. That? So, I get that. Yeah. A lot. She's done a lot of stuff and um, always has that same voice. So it's not, oh, it's Louise. It's, oh, it's Kristen Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Well, um, I'm glad that you guys went on to watch more because, uh, so one of the things that I just want to tell you going into this and that, like, I know you guys kind of like puzzles and Easter eggs and stuff in your shows and this from, apparently I have not gone, I have not taken the deep dive, uh, but there are apparently like things hidden throughout this show from the very beginning. Um, apparently he leaves like. So Alex Hirsch, when he made this show, evidently, when I was reading about it tonight, I just wanted some background. I I might, you guys might want to fact check me on this, but I think he created the show while he was in college because he like pitched it to Disney and turned down working with DreamWorks because he wanted to work with Disney. And then they were like, yeah, 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 we'll take it. So he like made a home, like, like he made it like a student project to pitch this show. And they were like, hell yes. And, um... It was kind of like based on his own experiences, which I love. Like, like he was like he's uh, he had a twin sister growing up, and he like he put his like their characteristics into like Dipper and Mabel. And one of the things that I thought was so cool is like he talks a little bit in interviews and stuff. If you read about him as a creator, like he he loved like puzzles and mysteries. And did you did you guys uh, catch the joke about like always, I always had I, I made sure I have like twenty three cameras uh, with that episode. Yes. <laughs> so he yeah, yeah that was pretty good. He actually said that as a kid he would always be that person who's like running around with like sixteen different cameras and he would like record stuff and play it backwards because he was trying to teach himself to speak backwards like he's that guy so (laughs) um so he like this whole story throughout the entire series there is an overarching plot and it's really cool because you'll have your like thing of the week stuff but there is a through line and he leaves apparently messages in all of the different episodes and there's stuff that you can find that's like kind of clues to other things so I'm going to do this rewatch and then I kind of want to like, you know, do some YouTube video deep dives and see if they just point out all the fun things. But um, yeah, if you guys are, if you're enjoying it and you want to keep going and just, uh, you know, keep your eyes peeled, see if you can catch anything uh, as you get more familiar, because it's, it's really fun. Like once you start seeing it, you start looking for it everywhere. And I just, I thought that was another like really entertaining rewatchable quality of this show. I thought it was um, when, you know, they, I guess the credit sequence went for the first time. I was like, oh, so it's X-Files for kids. Yes. And it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's like jump like with the comedy turned up to 11. Yeah. Obviously. He talks about like the Simpsons and X-Files and all of these other shows that like influenced the creation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what's really cool about this show is I don't know like how much of Rick and Morty you guys have seen or like how much of Steven Universe you've watched, but apparently like those shows took inspiration from this show. Um, Hmm. And I think that that's really cool because like a lot of people have told me to watch Steven Universe and I already like Rick and Morty. So to me, I kind of get Rick and Morty is a much more vulgar (laughs) show, but uh, the outrageousness of it and the creativity uh, definitely for me, like it kind of makes sense. Um, but like I, the show I don't know. Like it just I love it. I, I love that like it does have this like really strong sense of mystery and like like the fandom followed that like from 
the inception to the end of the show to the point where like they did a real life scavenger hunt like around the globe in 2016 really? after it ended yeah they did uh oh fuck what was it called uh cypher hunt um uh yeah i have a window pulled up so cypher hunt was an alternate reality game and an international scavenger hunt created by alex hirsch based on gravity falls and the goal was to find a real life statue of uh the series antagonist who i'm not gonna say the name of just yet uh and there's like an actual statue that's like shown in the series finale that exists somewhere in the world and he like basically had a bunch of like clues and stuff that people needed to like find and and decode and uh it started in russia and it ended in uh it ended on august 2nd 2016 in a forest in reedsport oregon where the statue was found (laughs) that is awesome uh yeah so and it's it's ultimately displayed it was temporarily displayed at bicentennial park in reedsport after uh it was moved from the original location because there were like disputes about it whatever uh, and then it was relocated to Confusion Hill in Piercy, California. So, yeah. So apparently the statue, like, but just the fact that it carried out into the, like, the real world, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. There's a place called Confusion Hill. <laughs> that too. <laughs> That's what Chris took away from this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, so I just thought that, like, I, I, again, taking away that kind of like monster of the week, mysterious, uh, aspects like codes and Easter eggs and, um, shows that make like, it just makes you pay more attention. Like you have to dig deeper. It, it kind of reminds me of the bad wolf th- uh, story arc in Dr. Who. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. It, it, that's, I don't know. Like it's those little, like, you don't know you have to look for it. And then you actually start seeing things and you're like, holy shit. Like it's everywhere. She is the bad wolf. Yeah. Oh like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like you just see it written on something random. Like, and, and it's not even like pointed out. It's just, you know, very subtle. Like it's just little things that, yeah. So I, oh, this fucking show is so good. I'm so glad that you guys liked it. I really. And the fact that Evan wanted to keep watching too. <laughs> yeah. We do. We watched a bunch of episodes this today as well. yeah we will, like we will have to see it. if the kids ask for more of it i don't know that they'll like remember that it's a thing if we don't prompt them but mm-hmm. if we prompt them then they might latch onto it enough to be like can we watch gravity falls yeah <laughs> um we still have a season of core to get through and right. oh my god our son takes so fucking long to eat dinner that <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's yeah. our tv time our family tv time is after dinner and like it happens if he eats his fucking dinner but he's got yeah, they're dinner. all like well we want to we're also playing through a video video games as well so it's like some nights we'll be if we ever we can get their dinner done like at a decent time we'll be able to watch an episode of something and then play some pikmin but now it's you know an hour into dinner and he's got like a, a quesadilla on his on his plate and it's like come on dude it shouldn't take you an hour to eat this and you want to do fun things we gotta like do it and mm. you know waiting you know parenting kids yeah uh, fortunately yes, i don't unfortunately we have to feed their bodies before we can feed their brains with fun creative fun. things <laughs> but fun it's stuff. good that you care because hey. you know you feed your children and you you let them watch awesome things <laughs> all right well any final is. thoughts good pick hon Oh, hey, yeah, thanks. good pick. Solid I would pick. recommend it yeah, for, hey. you know, anyone with kids around our kids' age. 
Especially if they're awesome and nerdy, like Karen and Chris's kids who are into good stuff. And their parents kids are pretty any, good sometimes. Anybody yeah. who enjoys funny cartoons and doesn't necessarily have to have children in the house, do not feel guilty. You can watch this as well. Yeah, uh, for those yeah, of I know us. there's plenty of people out there who like this. Um, but just like with Avatar or any other mm -hmm. animated thing, it if it's aimed at kids even if it can be a multi-generational show but if it's aimed primarily at kids it's going to take something special for me to want to watch it and i do i would definitely watch more of this with my kids um mm -hmm. i don't know that i would make time for it in my schedule um mm. without the kids but the only reason is for that is that my viewing time is limited by my kids <laughs> yes understandable and also like listen i know that this is not something that is for everybody it, it was very much like i i hoped that your family could kind of enjoy this as a as a whole group because i know that like look it took how many years for chris to get you to watch any avatar so i get it it takes a while um but yeah i'm glad you guys liked it uh chris you want to wait who's who's got an episode coming up Who's next? That that would be me. I okay. have yes, sir. All right, good. Uh, just just kidding. Chris, uh, want to give us the spiel? I guess. Sure. <laughs> you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. And Angie, where can people find you? A for not. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or <laughs> wherever fine podcasts are sold. And if you're super nice, leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you. Why, thank you, Chris. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, Evan gets to pick next, as we just established. And uh, what, uh, what are you, what are you so, picking? So, as per the norm, our next show will be the new show. Um, and after that, next month, I am choosing a new show that I wanted to watch. And now it's, you know, using it as the homework to, to force me to watch it. Uh, Warrior, Season 1, Episode 1, The Itchy Onion. This is a show during the Tong Wars in the late 1800s. Assam, a martial arts pro martial artist prodigy from China, immigrates to San Francisco and becomes a hatchet man for the most powerful Tong in Chinatown. So this was that period piece with martial arts that I was talking about probably yeah, yeah. two months ago that I want. I really want to watch. So dun, dun, dun. season one, episode one, the itchy onion. My guy wanted to watch martial arts stuff. <laughs> all right, everybody. I hope we didn't scare you away with all of our weird conversations and swooning over Supernatural. But uh, if you haven't watched Gravity Falls, go watch it. If you haven't watched You'll Supernatural, go watch it. You haven't. <laughs> if you haven't watched any of the shows that we've talked about, go watch all of them right now. Do it. We'll quit be. your job. Watch television. Maybe don't quit your job. But always listen to us. That's the most important thing. All right, everybody, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Angie. I'm Evan. 
I'm Karen. Schmap you lock. <laughs> I love it. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.